Hello everyone, Rodell here, and in today's episode of High Power Play, I will provide suggestions on how to make prepping and running a campaign easier. Advice will range from alternatives on how to determine NPC intimacies to simplified combat abilities for enemies without fundamentally changing the encounter rules. Tip number one, make up intimacies as you go. I'm pretty sure most storytellers are already doing this, but there's no point writing up half of a dozen or more intimacies for an NPC given that your players will likely never discover most of them anyway. I've gone entire sessions where players didn't even bother to do a single read intentions role. But let's say a player does do a read intentions role and suggests the NPC has an intimacy that sounds plausible based on how I've played the character or whatever information has been divulged about them. I'll just grant them the intimacy at a level intensity that I deem appropriate and make a note of it. For example, a player in one of my campaigns suggested an NPC they were meeting in a hookah den had a relevant intimacy towards drugs, so I gave him a defining intimacy related to addiction on the spot. In this way, you only need to create and keep track of intimacies that are actually relevant to the story. Let players do the work for you by inferring whatever intimacies an NPC might plausibly have that they would like to exploit or weaken based on how you roleplay them. There is no reason to waste time coming up with three or five intimacies for every NPC and assigning them an, inten an intensity when your player will likely only need to know one or two at most and only four select NPCs. Tip number two, simplify enemy encounters. I don't bother using most of the paragraph long charms in the books. I give NPCs very simple charms that have easy to remember effects. A common trick I use is give enemies charms that ignore some of my player's soak, which prevents them from becoming trivial against players who have invested heavily in increasing their soak. But the charms don't negate so much soak as to make the investment worthless. I like to give exceptionally powerful enemies a charm that allows them to attack anyone within a certain range, as well with a withering attack similar to a warstrider, but not limited to trivial opponents, and obviously they don't gain initiative equal to how much they've taken from the NPC, from the player characters in this case. Other suggestions are abilities that prevent an enemy's defense rating or soak from being lowered. I would stay away from perfect defense type abilities though, as that can make a player feel like their turn was wasted. It's also a good idea to describe these charms differently, narratively speaking. One NPC might be engulfed in flames while another in green necrotic essence. The effect would be the same though of any close ranges action such as an attack with a melee weapon or a grapple dealing a single point of lethal damage on contact. I make use of less than a dozen or so charms for my NPCs, but combat is rare enough in my encounters and descriptions I use for them are broad enough that it is not obvious to the, my players that I'm doing this. I also never bother tracking enemy essence or willpower. Enemy NPCs don't last long enough for this to matter in most cases, and whatever moat costs I set for my largely made up abilities are arbitrary anyway. While I do keep track of enemy health, I don't concern myself with dice penalties all the time unless the player specifically uses a charm to give an enemy penalties and sometimes just declare an enemy dead if all players have exhausted their initiative but it has a few health levels left. Otherwise we end up spending another round with every player just building up initiative again only for the first player to strike in the following round to finish the enemy off. Don't spend too much time trying to balance an encounter. Exalted isn't really set up with balance in mind, and the sooner you come to terms with that, that reality, 
the better off you and your players will be. I typically only use one or two enemy NPCs at a time, sometimes alongside a battle group. I may give the enemy NPC two initiative tracks if they have no assistance or just a battle group. Anyone more than any more than that, and your players are waiting too long for their turn to come, especially if there are five or more players already. Tip number three: let the players solve problems themselves. I tend to present players with a problem, but not necessarily a solution. I do this for several reasons. First off, if you can drive to the situation to have a single solution that you have meticulously thought out and planned the fallout of in advance, you have become committed to the outcome. This encourages railroading. You need to let your work go and accept the fact that the players will not necessarily come up with the same solution you would have for the problems you present in your campaign. If at all possible, it is best to not even speculate on what the players might do. Just improvise to the best of your ability. Second, giving the players the option to come up with their own solutions allows the player characters to operate in a way that is consistent with their player's concept of the character. There are many instances where players have surprised me with interesting and clever solutions to a problem than I have ever devised. This has the added benefit, if you are the type of storyteller that appreciates being surprised, of occasionally being the listener rather than the narrator, which lifts some of the workload of telling the story off of your shoulders. That being said, I do think taking the most obvious solution to a problem off the table helps encourage creativity. I one time, for example, gave my players the objective of killing a Delzon noble, but provided little instruction other than that they had to make it look like an accident. The reason why I did this was to discourage the players from simply telling the nightcast to slit the noble's throat in his sleep. One player suggested that he use investigation to follow Delzon Noble around and profile his character to determine that he would be going on a hunt soon. The player made the idea of the hunt up. It wasn't something I revealed to him, but I rolled with it and I said that Delzon was about to go out in a few days to deal with a hellboy that was terrorizing a nearby village. The players killed the hellboy and one of them took the form of the hellboy to kill the noble. They then desecrated the body of the actual hellboar to make it look like that it had been killed by another animal. I didn't actually have the lunar that assassinated the noble use the standard combat rules. We decided the outcome in a few rolls since the whole circle wouldn't be involved. This obviously won't work with less imaginative players, but if you are playing exalted with that kind of group, there's little any advice could do to help you. D&D, this is not. And tip number four. Encourage player interaction. In my experience, getting players to tell you specifically what they want to do next session, unless you give them specific options, is like pulling teeth. I find it more useful to ask players what they expect to get out of the campaign for their character. Assuming you handle it in a way that they like, it's hard to go wrong here. Remember that players are almost always more interested in their character than they are in your campaign. They want to tell their character story, not help you tell your campaign story. However awesome you think your campaign is, it's very unlikely that they will have as high opinion of it as you do. Engaging with the player's character concept will encourage more proactive play on their end, and they can actually take on the role of some of the narration. For example, if you take the circle back to a player character's hometown, let them describe the town and the people who live there. If they have a mentor, contacts, or followers that they might meet, have them describe these individuals as well. 
If you're not good at improv, request some of this information in advance. On a related note, you should always encourage your players to create characters that have a reason to be working together. It's easier to address every character's narrative arc if they overlap somewhat, as I demonstrated in the first episode of this podcast on campaign creation. This is technically the responsibility of the players more so than you, but you should make sure that the players follow through with this responsibility, however they decide to go about it. Make it clear to them that you will reject character concepts that are lone wolves or totally out of step from what would be expected out of a given type of campaign. So those were my lazy storyteller tips. I hope you found them useful and hope you'll join me next Monday when I upload my next episode. You can find details on how to reach me in the show notes. I am active on Reddit, the Exalted Discord, and Onyx Path forums. I also run Exalted Games professionally at startplane.games.